Good morning and welcome, dear Christian friends. This is the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, and we welcome you to worship with us this morning. We also welcome to worship those who are worshiping with us online, and we remind you that you can go to the resources tab on our website to find uh, information on downloading the bulletin and also uh, information on giving your offering. Just a few announcements before we begin our worship today. Uh, first, we want to give a big thank you to our life team here at Chapel of the Cross. Uh, very helpful in reminding us and helping us to celebrate the gift of life that God gives to each and every one of us. And so this is the last day um, to guess on the baby uh, bulletin board that's out in the commons area. So if you haven't seen that yet, make sure that you get your guesses in on who's who with all of those cute baby pictures. Uh, also, please note that the special Lutheran, Lutherans for Life insert in your bulletin today talks about God choosing you, and that changes everything, so check that out. Uh, make sure to also sign up for our trivia night, which is Saturday, March 5th. All the proceeds from the trivia night will benefit our mission partners, and so please sign up for a table at the Welcome Center, or you can also sign up to volunteer that evening. Today is day 30 of 30 days in God's Word, and so we hope that you've taken the opportunity to participate in that over the last 30 days. Um, and if you have, wonderful, don't stop. Um, someone uh, told us that they have been going back through all of that material as well to dig a little deeper each day, and so you're encouraged to do that as well. If you haven't had a chance to get the study yet, uh, you can pick up a copy of the book um, in our bookstore, and the books are only $5, so we encourage you to check out that resource. Next weekend, we will have um, representatives from one of our mission partners, Christian Friends of New Americans. Pastor Al Buckman, who is the chairman of the board, will preach on Saturday evening, and Pastor Stanish Stanley, who's the executive director, will preach and lead Bible class on Sunday morning. Make sure you attend both church and Bible class next weekend to hear about this important ministry of Christian Friends of New Americans. And this upcoming Saturday, we're going to, we were going to have the Day Three Seeds event with Mike and Jean Miller, but the date has been changed. We're moving um, it back now to February 12th, Saturday, February 12th. So starting at 10 a.m. that day, we'll gather to hear about the mission work going on in Guatemala, and we'll pack seeds that will go to Uganda, and we'll enjoy a wonderful lunch together. So please sign up to come to that at the Welcome Center, and again, that's Saturday, February 12th at 10 a.m. God's blessings on your worship today. We begin with our opening hymn, O Lord, o, o Lord How Deep, as printed in your bulletin. You're invited to stand to sing.
of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus Christ was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world was not alone. He came to his own. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. God has come to us to make us his own children. Let us confess our sins to him. O oh God, we confess that we have often ignored your voice and spirit by choosing to go our own way. Without you, we are lost and confused without hope. Without you, we do not know love. Come now to us and forgive our waywardness and weakness. Give us your gifts of faith, hope, and love. Receive us into the family of your redeemed. Amen. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In the stead and by the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God.
Lord God, you have shown the world your love, chiefly in the deliverance of the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ. Make us to know this self-sacrificing love and share it with all in every kind of need. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. chapter of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of the Lord. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge, to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. For you have been my hope, O Sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. I have become like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. They say, God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. The epistle reading comes from the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, 
but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Rise in body and in spirit for the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Then Jesus went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath day began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before all of them and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching? With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hand on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judah. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
mercy and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Power and authority. That's what we see, especially when we look at the Old Testament reading and the gospel reading for today. Now, when the Word of God comes, it has power and it has authority. Of course, we don't just see that in those two readings. We see that really all over Scripture, don't we? I think back all the way at the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, when the creation of the world happened. I mean, it's just the Word of God that brings about that creation of the world, right? God said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. God said, let there be dry ground, or let there be sun, moon, and stars, or let there be animals. And all those things came to be only by the power of his word. I mean, that's power. And that's authority. When those Old Testament prophets spoke, they, they, they were not just speaking their opinions. I mean, they're not just speaking idle words. They were speaking the word that God had given them to speak. And in speaking that word, whatever they were talking about, that word happened. Now, it might have taken a few decades or maybe even a few centuries to come to pass, but if it was God's word that they were speaking, it was as good as done. We see in that Old Testament reading that God called a reluctant prophet named Jeremiah. Now, no one ever volunteers for prophet duty. God calls the prophet. The word of the Lord comes to the prophet, not the other way around. And so it was with Jeremiah. In fact, Jeremiah had been appointed by God to be a prophet before he was even born. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, God said. Before you were born, I set you apart. I anointed you, appointed you as prophet of the nations. No choice in the matter. God said it, and it was so. Now, I mean, Jeremiah had some objections, of course. I'm too young. I don't know how to talk. And God says, never mind all that. Don't worry about that. You go where I send you to go. And you speak what I command you to speak. And don't be afraid of anybody. Because I'm with you. And I will rescue you, declares the Lord. God said it, and by the power and the authority of his word, it was so. And then God touched the lips of Jeremiah. He says, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And all of that with nothing except the word of God. Jeremiah had no political power. He had no might. He had no clout. He had no connections. He had no armies. He had nothing except the word of God, that word that the Lord put on his mouth. But that word had power, and that word had authority to topple kingdoms and to tear down and to restore and to build up and to plant. And then we have Jesus here in Luke chapter 4. Jesus is, is more than a prophet, of course. He, he doesn't simply have the word from God. He is the word from God. He is the word made flesh, born to dwell among us, and Jesus speaks with power. And Jesus speaks with authority to that demon. 
They're in the synagogue in Capernaum, and a man who is possessed by an evil spirit, he comes to that synagogue, and he cries out at the top of his voice, Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the only one of God. And Jesus turns to that evil spirit, and he says in that voice, full of power and full of authority, Be quiet. Come out of him. You know, the, the word that Jesus uses for be quiet, that can also be translated muzzle. <laughs> In other words, Jesus said to that demon, put a muzzle on it and get out of here. Isn't that great? Muzzle it and leave. That's what Jesus says to the demon. How are if you that man, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've been troubled by the devil and troubled by his temptations and troubled by his lies, isn't it great to hear Jesus' powerful voice, that voice full of authority and power, I mean, isn't it wonderful to hear that strong voice of Christ defeating our enemy with just a word? When you look at that story and you, you think about what the people experienced there in Capernaum, how do you think they left church that day? The Bible actually tells us, it says that they left church amazed. I'm sure they talked about this for a long time. They left church amazed, but, you know, I'll bet that's not how they arrived at church that day. My hunch is that they came to synagogue very differently from how they left it. They, they came to that service more or less carelessly unaware. And they're carelessly unaware of what was about to happen, to be sure. They're carelessly unaware of some of the spiritual temptations and spiritual dangers that they were in. And they were carelessly unaware that the Savior of the world was right there in their midst. I mean, virtually all of them, just carelessly unaware. How did you arrive at church today? As you came to church today, were you thinking, you know, I am so glad I'm going to worship because Satan is attacking me all the time and I need to be there. I need to hear that powerful word. Was that in your thoughts? If so, Great. Or maybe it was a little more like, hurry up or we're going to be late. Did I remember my, off my offering envelope? Do my, do my socks match? How's my hair? I mean, quite often I think that we, like that congregation in Capernaum, live carelessly unaware that more is going on around us than meets the eye. We're carelessly unaware of both the presence of the devil and his demons and his temptations and his lies that really always hit us. And we're carelessly also unaware of the presence of Jesus Christ to help us, to defend us, to protect us. Carelessly unaware. Now, granted, sometimes I think we get it. I really do. I mean, once in a while, we get that wonderful blessing of that powerful and authoritative voice, and we think, oh, that voice, what an awesome voice. I'm so glad that that voice, the voice of the Christ, defends me because the devil and everything else in all creation, they all answer to that voice. And we can think, you know, you can't mess with me, devil, because you can't mess with him. And sometimes we get that. But other times, I, quite frankly, if we're honest, maybe most of the time, we're carelessly unaware. 
but our God does not want us to be carelessly unaware. Carelessly unaware of the devil. Carelessly unaware of God's power to help us and defend us. St. Peter talks about that. He says, be self-controlled and alert. In other words, be carefully aware because your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a lion looking to devour you. He wants you to be carefully aware. Carefully aware of the presence of the spiritual battle that goes on all around us. And also carefully aware of that blessed, strong, powerful, authoritative voice of Jesus Christ that protects us. He wants us to understand that the devil and all of creation answers to his powerful voice, his voice of authority, that voice of God who loves us, who cares for us, who helps his children. So I think as we read Luke chapter 4 and as we will soon leave this place and go on home, there's at least two lessons from this text that I think we should take home with us. First of all, our first lesson, there, there is more than meets the eye that goes on around us. There is more present than I think we are typically aware of. There is temptation and there is distortion because that is the way the devil works. Wherever and whenever you are tempted, he is looking for a crack and to get in there and to do some damage to you. Wherever and whenever you see distortion or denial of the truth of God's word, that's where the devil's at play and that's where the devil works. But that's not the only thing to remember. Not only is the devil at work, the Savior is at work too. And the Savior is present too. Throughout Scripture, you hear that that promise. You know that promise. I mean, how about these familiar words? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For what? Thou art with me. Thou art rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That is the promise of the Good Shepherd. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. That is lesson number one. Lesson number two, our Lord gives us his powerful voice, certainly a a voice full of authority to warn us. And that voice is a a blessing, it really is. It warns us of the devil and all of his tricks and his power and his hatred for us. That voice warns us as we're in danger. But God's powerful, authoritative voice not only warns us, that voice also wins for us. That, that Jesus spoke to the demons and to the devil and to sin and temptation. He says, put a muzzle on it and get out of here. You can't have my children. And when Jesus says that for us, we know we are protected. We know we are safe. Do you know where the place where you hear Jesus' powerful, authoritative voice to win for us the loudest? We hear it on Calvary. We hear that powerful, authoritative voice to win for us against the devil and his demons on that cross. Jesus speaks from the cross and he says, It is finished. You know, it's almost as if he's saying to the devil and to his demons, you are finished. You are finished, devil. Because the Son of God dies, but he does not stay dead. He defeats you. He defeats sin. 
He defeats death. And his powerful voice, that voice of authority that announces it to the world, it is finished. In fact, on the cross, Jesus answered the question that the demon asked all the way back here in Luke 4, verse 34. Remember that question the demon asked? Have you come to destroy us? The demon asks. And Jesus has an answer from the cross. As a matter of fact, yes, yes I have. You can't have my child. It is finished. 1 John 3 verse verse 8 says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And on the cross of Calvary, that's exactly what Jesus did with that powerful, authoritative voice and his sacrificial death and his resurrection on Easter Day. It is finished. Back when I was in college a while ago at at, uh, uh, Concordia University in Chicago, I had a a Greek and theology professor named Charles Freilich, now sainted, just a a wonderful man of God. When he would lead chapel, as he sometimes did, he, he would explain as we got to the uh, confessing the creed, how, how the devil absolutely hated it when the children of God confessed with one voice what we believe about our God. He hated it to hear how we believe that God is our maker, that God is our redeemer, that with Jesus' life and death and resurrection, the devil is defeated. The devil, <laughs> devil hates to hear us say that and to believe it. So I think it's a good reason to say it, don't you? Why don't we stand and with powerful voice confess our faith in our God who has defeated the devil and his demons. Page 10 in your bulletin, we confess the Nicene Creed together. We stand. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
rise in body and spirit to pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all according to their needs. Gracious Creator, your Son commanded demons and they obeyed him, so that afflicted people were set free. Cast out the forces of darkness, both open and hidden in our world. Give courage, faith, peace, and relief to those throughout the world who suffer for the sake of Christ, and hold your children in your care. Lord, in your mercy. Holy One, your Son taught with authority. Continue to use that authority among us to forgive sins, strengthen faith, and empower lives of devotion and good works, that the people of this world would see your love in us. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, enable us to reflect your love, that love which is patient and kind, does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, and does not insist on its own way. Fill our lives with your love and care, that we truly love and care for others. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of marriage and family. Make the relationship between each husband and wife a picture of Christ's ceaseless love for his bride, the church. Grant parents your care as they raise their children, and always point them to your ways and your forgiveness. Fill children with obedience, respect, and love for their parents. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, as we conclude Lutheran Schools Week, we thank you for the great blessing that Lutheran schools are to us. 
we ask that you continue to bless all Lutheran schools, their teachers, administrators, and students, but especially those schools that are partners in ministry with Chapel of the Cross, including Atonement Lutheran School, Grace Chapel Lutheran School, Salem Lutheran School, Lutheran North Middle and Lutheran North High School, and our Lutheran colleges and universities, and Concordia Seminary. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, make known to your love, make known your love to the sick with healing, to the sorrowful with hope, to the grieving with comfort, and to the dying with peace. Today, we especially remember those who are ill or infirm or who are recovering from surgery, including Pastor Ellery Glenn, Ed Kempfner, and Donna Stewart. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you along with those who are celebrating special milestones this week, including Manfred and Roberta Loesch, who will be celebrating their 47th wedding anniversary, and Butch and Linda Taylor on the occasion of their 50th wedding anniversary. Continue to lead, guide, and bless them. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. again the authoritative testimony 
and testament of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
rise for prayer. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in the sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. We sing together our closing hymn.